0: Welcome to Last Two Pages, a podcast where two best friends who love to read just can't keep it to themselves. I'm Teresa.
1: And I'm Megan. And on this episode, we'll be talking about Shatter Me by Tahara Mafi. Welcome, everyone, to our first episode of Bookmarked. Bookmarked, uh, Bookmarked is where we'll break down a series and review, and this was kind of created Uh, For those of you who find large series daunting or just don't feel like you're going to have enough time to read them or want a little preview of what they're going to be before jumping right into it, so we have chosen the illustrious and beautiful series of Shatter Me, which we both read within the last year, which we can get more into later, but it was a super impactful book,
0: uh, and we want to give you a full and honest review, somewhat with spoilers, some with our without spoilers and then we will inform you when we will have some spoilers amazing
1: so if you'll notice that we are in a new set not really but like we're in a new area a of new angle we're talking so it's not i do i feel still, like a radio talk show yeah was. i feel like we're still going to be a little silly goofy but we want to do justice to this amazing author Mahfi, so true welcome to, to bookmarked oh yes Thank
0: you. (laughs) Welcome to Bookmarked. To start, I shall read you the synopsis. The moon understands what it means to be human. Uncertain, alone, cratered by imperfections. One touch is all it takes. One touch and Juliet Ferrars can leave a fully grown man gasping for air. One touch and she can kill. No one knows why Juliet has such incredible power. It feels like a curse, a burden that one person could never bear. But the reestablishment sees it as a gift, sees her as an opportunity, an opportunity for a deadly weapon. After a lifetime without freedom, she's finally discovering a strength to fight back for the very first time and to find a future with the one boy she thought she'd lost forever. I have chills.
1: <laughs> I know, seriously, I love this book and Whoever wrote that synopsis really encaptures, like well sh- what this Julia. About. It's
0: intense. She's intense. She's an intense gal, and yeah, you really have no idea what's going on for a long time. No, truly not.
1: So to begin, we want to give kudos to our uh, the beautiful author Tahita mafi Uh She's a, a number one New York Times best selling, number one international best selling, and National Book Award nominated author for over no. a dozen novels. Oh. Best cool. known for her debut of Shatter Me. Mm. Um, but her books have sold millions of copies and have been translated in over thirty languages.
0: How many languages are in the world? Ah,
1: uh, it's like two hundred some, right? Yeah, I think so. No, there has
0: to be more than that.
1: But there's also local dialects. Oh, that's a lot. specific, like
0: languages. Oh yeah, when I went to Spain,
1: ugh, there's so all these little like one of those things. But so super many. cool. She wrote her first book when she was only twenty two. Which makes me feel better about my what? life. Oh, you know, you're being
0: sarcastic. I was like No, <laughs> you feel
1: like so many people, like um, either you have to start writing when you're super young or like you have to be accomplished when you're, you know. That's
0: exactly what happened here. Just starting out. But I mean, I don't know. She probably started writing it at like nineteen. That's just super cool. I guess Sarah J. Ma started at sixteen with Rhone a Glass. That's what releasing That's at like 22, my brain. The fact that she started releasing that young and is such a good writer.
1: Incredible. Bad bitch. Um, it's not only her writing, but I think she writes in such a unique way. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout the book, you are reading things. The beginning of the book is about Juliet in an insane asylum, right? And so dun, it's dun, dun. really all about her inner monologue and talking to herself. She'd been alone for 270 days or something like that. And so you can... Feel in the writing that she's losing her mind yeah um and so through the book you'll see pages that have crosses in them or her writing the same thing over and over and over almost like a diary and I audiobooked the main books in this series and so the um audiobook what is that called voice actor Mm -hmm. um Kate Symes's her voice was so good and every time there was a cross out I was a little confused because all you would hear was shh, shh.
0: Wait, so would she say the word and then cross it out? It would
1: be like, I'm going crazy. Shh. So it gave the impression of like her writing it and crossing it out in the way that your brain thinks like, I'm crazy, but I'm not. And like scribbling Uh, it out. There's like
0: whole pages of her saying I'm not crazy. And then it's all like just um, crossed out like. A line going through it, and so you're like, "Dang, she's she's going crazy! Going crazy, (laughs) literally crazy. She's a little crazy." So
1: that was a really cool thing that is kind of hard to like show, yeah. With going to audiobook, so I wanted to give kudos because that was really, really cool, and the writing style is just beautiful. So it's what kept me engaged the whole time.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an easier read than most. It's digestible, but still really beautiful and Mm -hmm. a journey is what you're taking on (laughs) it's
1: written as a young adult book but i found myself in juliet in a lot of the things that happened throughout the story like it's not an immature read by any means Mm -hmm. for anyone like i read it last year
0: it's another one of those series that you can pick up at really any time in life so and i'm sure Get something out of. I know we both did. Mm-hmm. So when and did you read the book? I was twenty-two years old. Oh my gosh, I was twenty-two when I read her whole series, and she had released a book already. Damn. <laughs> okay, so t- <laughs> I read it last January. I had no idea about anything about this book. Mm-hmm. I realized once I started reading it because I had no clue it was a sci-fi dystopian. Fun fact, it's a sci-fi dystopian and nothing. I, I don't even know. People just told me to read it. I don't even know why I picked it up. And then I read the first book and I was like, what is happening? This is killer. And then three books in, you're like, what? And then you get to the 10th book and you're like, huh. Then you read that last novella and you're like, oh. And I read it all in about five days. Yeah, you went insane. There's,
1: it's, it's shorter than you think. Mm-hmm so when Teresa reads a book in five days then it's like I obviously have to read it but I'm not as fast of a reader as Teresa but I did audiobook the like main five books and then how many novellas are there like four five six 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 six. Six. all of the novellas I read on ebook but you read everything on ebook right
0: I did. I read it all. Read it all on my Kindle, and I that was. I guess I had just gotten my Kindle for Christmas, so that's like the big first <gasps> series that I read. Oh my god! And I was like, wow, Kindles are Kindles baller. Are the way to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can just eat this it all book up. This book not
1: very long, but I mean, even holding all of those books, going through them, that would be
0: well. And then at night, you don't need a nightlight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So you can just read forever and ever. You did stay up until three a.m. last night reading. So I did. Shout out as you do, as you do. Um, So, there were plenty of copies sold. I'm sure we weren't the only ones
0: that loved this series. It did, in fact, sell over 1.5 million copies. Wait, Mm -hmm. but what did? How did you experience? You read it over how long? A few months. And what did I hate to admit? It was really good,
1: actually. The fun part about reading it in an audiobook is that it always got me out of the house because I couldn't just sit in my room and read them Mm. because it's a fast-paced, anxiety-inducing series. So
0: It's a little stressful. I'd go out
1: and go on walks, and the walks ended up being like eight miles uh, in the freezing cold Duluth. Um, And I'd walk and listen to Juliet's story as, you know, the blistering cold is happening. But it was really picturesque to be looking at this huge lake and like the trees with no leaves and slipping on the ice and not wearing nearly warm enough clothing and not bringing water but still just going at it um you know romanticizing my life to feel like i was a part of this
0: dystopian world (laughs) this is true (laughs) yeah it it's a solid read throughout the entire thing Mm -hmm. there's good highs there's good lows and it carries through. Mm-hmm. And her voice remains really solid.
1: Um, So when I mean dystopian, it's really like just future North America. I don't know if they go into like the actual land mass that it's supposed to be, but it's very similar to yeah, all I other dystopian. Yeah, I think they're dystopians. in California.
0: Yeah. Um, But obviously there's been something happened. Mm-hmm. And so their government shut down and then like something else took over that is keeping it all alive. Oh my gosh. Talking about this actually makes me really want to re- reread it. I know. <laughs> I'm remembering things as we're talking. I'm like, oh, dang. It was good. There's, there were so many twists and turns that I did not expect at all. So there are six main plotline books. And then there are five novellas that carry throughout it. So it starts out with Shatter Me. And then there is the novella Destroy Me right after that from a different person's POV. And then Unravel Me. And then a novella Fracture Me. And then the third real book Ignite Me. And so that's the end of the first trilogy. That's the main trilogy a lot of people know of. It's super solid, super Mm -hmm. great. A lot of people's favorite book is Ignite Me. And
1: if you read it, you'll understand. It has a very good, like... Build up world building crescendo, mm-hmm. and then uh, it it doesn't dive down as far as you think it will, and so yeah. that's why you think maybe there could be something more. It could end here. That was definitely Question something marks. I
0: struggled with at that after ignite me because I was so confused because some things just seemed too easy, mm-hmm. and I was like, this seems a little cliche. Like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? And then you get into the next set which is restore me the main book shadow shadow me a novella defy me a real book reveal me the novella and then the third of that trilogy imagine me and then it all comes into conclusion at the end with a novella called believe me and that's when like you thought like crap hit the fan with the first three and then you realize oh my gosh we that was like a that was super lame. That, that was, did not even that was a tiny fan surface. and now we're like in an industrial nuclear reactor fan. You're mm, like, oh mm-hmm, crap. Mm-hmm. And so the way she was able to expand in that world with those last six books and some of the novellas ugh, they got a little old because they were the POV of a different character of things that already happened but they're all really short. I think the most one has I think Believe Me is the longest one and is maybe like 200 some pages all. Mm-hmm, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are less than 100 pages and it's just like another point of view of the events that unfolded which like is when all hell breaks loose so i really recommend the novellas i'm a big novellas person i love novellas especially for a series where there's a lot of anxiety and the novella is them like finally having some semblance of calm or expectation Happiness (laughs) Happiness <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So And these novellas Because a few of the point of views You want to have You're like Okay <laughs> Like They're like the male main character And you're like <gasps> Or you're like You're annoying Or you're like Ooh. Mm. Most of the
1: series is from Juliet, our main character's yeah. point of view, and so the novellas are all either side characters or her secondary characters, and it's their point of view as traces side of something that has already happened, or their inside monologue or like the inner monologue of what mm-hmm. they were reflecting upon, and you kind of get a different perspective on Juliet as well yeah you know because you're seeing it from their eyes someone who is <laughs> in an insane asylum uh for the first little part of shatter me yeah so I think that's really cool also the first trilogy was released in 2011 last book being in 2014 and then the third trilogy was released four years later in 2018 Mm -hmm. so there was you can tell there's a lot of growth and a lot of thinking that went into the next trilogy and i think that's why it was completely blown up as trace was talking about
0: and these books can get confusing because they all have basically the same title (laughs) and they all just have eyes on the cover Uh, a lot of people do just read the first trilogy which is shatter me unravel me ignite me and love that and stick with that but the expansion of that universe is 100% recommended, and I think everyone should read the whole series, so that's how I feel. So we've talked about Juliet
1: a little bit, but we haven't gotten into any background, and so our main character, her name is Juliette Ferrars, a 17-year-old girl whose touch is lethal and will kill anyone who touches her skin for long enough. Juliet is placed in an asylum, asylum 264 days prior to the start of the book after a tragic as accident involving her power when she was 14. Yikes. Juliet has blue green eyes and mm. long dark brown hair that falls to her waist. She's described as short, petite, and stands at 5'3. It's always petite. That's always. All the, of the girlies that are it's in Dystopians. Always petite. They're like so tiny and breakable, so but. Her touch is lethal? Okay. Ooh. Come on, cliche. It's but really I, kinda getting, I kinda love it.
0: I got of love it. Reading fourth thing right now. I'm like <laughs> It's the same with Violet. A little bit.
1: <laughs> um so at the start of the book there's we kind of talked about the intentional strike throughs and like the erratic writing and you can really feel the panic and guilt and shame that Juliet feels um throughout the whole like beginning half of it. So um Despite being basically friendless for most of her life, Juliet yeah. is compassionate and kind and easily sympathizes with other people, especially those who are vulnerable, and is super easily influenced. Because yeah. of this, and is regularly manipulated by people and uh, throughout most of the book has
0: little to no confidence. So, this is true. And she what she really struggles with is I belittling herself is the wrong word but making herself smaller Mm. to match with other people and to not hurt other people Mm. and that's a huge struggle she has for the first few books and it's something i really related to with her what's the word for it it's not confidence but just maybe people pleasing and just like Mm. desperation to be wanted sure be accepted And it's written very well. And so it was like, damn, yeah, I guess that hurts. (laughs)
1: You can kind of feel her confidence go grow throughout the series, but also more people start to understand like why she was left alone most of her life or was this. Oh my
0: gosh. It's heartbreaking. It
1: was really sad. And so I think this like self pity thing she has, it's because other people have pitied her. Or other people see her as like a threat, and so she and can't what have
0: confidence. you think happened to her is not what actually happened. There's no, I had no clue. So, if you choose to read the series, which I highly recommend, you are in for some twists and turns. And if you call them, good for you, because I had no complete clue. gasps, sweating, falling to
1: my knees in the middle of a Walmart. Okay, that didn't happen, but it felt like. <laughs> Mm, Sure. Interesting, interesting, interesting.
0: So, would you like to introduce us to our men of the hour? I would love to. (laughs) The first man we meet in this series, his name is Adam. He is the first person Juliet meets in the asylum. She has literally had zero interactions with a human up until that point. And he's assigned as her roommate. He is known as an average man with blue eyes, tattoos, around 6'1" dark brown hair Uh, a cutie a weakness she is someone oh he is someone juliet remembers they went to elementary school together but she has no idea if he remembers her because he is not acting like he does and she's a a scared little puppy in like the corner of the room like get away from me Mm -hmm. and this leads to a significant relationship throughout throughout juliet's story He is definitely a key player and very important, and you'll learn about that why. The next main male character that you'll meet is Aaron Warner, the resident short king of the Bookstagram community. Excuse me? Yeah. Name someone shorter that everyone is obsessed with. Uh, Okay. Boba Baggins doesn't count. I don't accept him as short. Or any of the dwarves.
1: I don't accept him as short. Oh, you don't? In my brain, I'm like... That's yeah. true.
0: In my brain reading this, I didn't no, picture him. He's not he's not five nine, anyway. Anyways, his height is apparently five nine. And so Aaron is the chief commander of sector forty five of the reestablishment, which is this government structure. Warner, who is also the son of the reestablishment's supreme commander, which is basically like the president. And he makes Juliet an offer that includes her being able to get out of the asylum in turn for her torturing any prisoners with their touch as a weapon. Uh, He is shown as a very cold and manipulating person. He may be 5'9", but his personality sure isn't, as are other things. Mm. He has blonde hair and green eyes and is considered inhumanely handsome, of course. And he is obsessed with Juliet. He's just like me for real. And you figure out why later... (laughs) He is uh, – I'm obsessed with Aaron Warner.
1: I think both of the men in the story really make the story what it is.
0: Yeah, there's a great – It's a good dynamic between
1: Juliet being so not confident between these two, if nothing else, loud and opinionated men. True. It's – oh, it makes me crazy. It's so good. love it the is banter really good. between all of them.
0: And – He's got some cool tattoos that you slightly cringe at to begin with, and then you love them by the end. Uh,
1: (laughs) um, To end our non-spoiler part of the podcast, I'm going to leave you all with a quote. Um, After this, we're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of the book. So whether you don't care if it's spoiled or if you just want to stick around and listen, um, big spoiler warning you have been told
0: (laughs) we'll try not to do like really really major spoilers i'll avoid some keywords but i'll get into what issues i have with some of the books without Mm -hmm. trying to spoil too much okay hope is hugging me holding
1: me in its arms wiping away my tears and telling me that today and tomorrow and two days from now i will be just fine and i'm so delirious i actually dare to believe it.
0: Okay, spoiler town. So to start, some people think tropes are spoilers and we're just going along on that train. And so these are some tropes that Megan compiled that I agreed with. They don't really feel as much as like tropes, but just like, (laughs) I guess tropes are just things that happen in the book. Mm -hmm. That most people look for when they're looking for a book, right? So these tropes include amnesia. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: let's go back. love an amnesia trope let's
0: go back and forth okay
1: oh okay um so amnesia Mm -hmm. powers
0: not something i saw at all happening not necessarily like superpowers no idea like you in the first beginning of the book you have no idea she had powers literally literally no idea i know we've already talked about that so people who haven't read it will know but like going into it blind it having superpowers and being dystopian completely blew my mind cuz i had no no idea me either uh, the next one is faded mates which obviously we fans. Are love.
1: obviously fans of that uh, second chance romance second third fourth fifth chance romance there's quite a lot of chances that have are given
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah death megan's favorite my
1: favorite trope the death trope mm-hmm. who dies who knows who cares um oppressive
0: government typical of a dystopian don't know how that is (laughs) enemies to lovers everyone's if it's not everyone's favorite it should be Mm -hmm. it's one of the most juicy tropes there is there also was a redemption arc
1: which was epic honestly the best kind of arc there is uh dead parents also megan's favorite disney princess core is all i'm so real yeah like and honestly, Ju- with the name Julia, do you not That's have dead parents?
0: Come on. Dead mom. Uh
1: a military. I think some people like count that as like they want to read about military oh my stories. Gosh, dead so parents.
0: Sure. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um military and imprisoned. <laughs> Is imprisoned a trope? It's a state of being, I guess. She was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as I kind of said before. There was a level of cheesiness and predictability in the first three that threw me off because I, it just, I was like, this feels too easy. It felt Mm -hmm. way too easy, felt Mm -hmm. way too clean. And so I, in the big twist that resolved it, I was like, this is way easy. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the third or the second trilogy and realize that that's all a facade.
1: It's very interesting how Tahara decided how to transition between the third and fourth book, because she tied that third book into a nice little bow and then decided to blow the gasket on everything, blew that bitch up and said, here you go. Yeah.
0: And so any concerns I had for it being cheesy, like were completely resolved with that second series because it was all explained. And you're like, Oh my gosh. Not at
1: all. What was expected?
0: Um, my other big issue with the series is that it ends with a novella and as much as I love novellas, that's kind of lame. It should have ended with the f-
1: f- sixth book. Yeah. The sixth the main book just being longer or having imagined like me yeah. an afterward.
0: Isn't that what it's called? Cause yeah, they end it and like some things are resolved, but like the main relationship isn't resolved and like all these other things aren't resolved and it almost ends on a cliffhanger it kind of does which
1: does not feel good when you're like oh this is the last book and then we're gonna get some fun little banter in this final novella and then it's like no that's the end of the story
0: and i i get why she did it because then it would have like made a really long book as opposed to all of her other books are pretty much the same size but also i really think there could have been some things taken out of the third book then place that last novella in there. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, they just kept going back and forth from this one place, and I really, I was over it. I was it like, was a can lot of going back stop? and forth and back and um, forth. It made it, I guess, slightly more realistic because I feel like that would be what would happen. Mm-hmm. But it was still, like, a little long. And then it ended with a novella, and I'm like,
1: <sighs> meh.
0: I love the novella, but I wished it would, I don't see why it needed to be a novella. Mm hmm. I get that.
1: Um, For me, I became a diehard Aaron Warner fan. Oh, and so actually, I was refraining from talking to Teresa about this, but on Twitter, there is an account that's called the Aaron Warner Twitter Bot, um, and it's (laughs) all just quotes that he says. Oh, this is so good. From two days ago. God, I love that. Your name? Only when you say it. Aaron or Warner? His eyes closed. He tilts his head back against the wall. Dimples.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! It's like, it takes so long of the journey for you to get there to be utterly obsessed with Aaron Warner. But I don't know many people that have read this that aren't obsessed with him. Because there's just something delicious about when it's the I hate everyone but you. (laughs) I feel like my face getting hot. Like I'm blushing. Okay.
1: December 21st, 2023. The bot. You want me? He says softly. His hand's moving up my back and it's killing you. I'm sorry. We can only have Stop. two quotes, but literally, if you're not on Twitter, follow Twitter for that specific reason. Because there's, uh,
0: there's something about the way mm. he says things because he's so serious that they don't feel really cliche because of the way she'd constructed this character, which is like kudos. Hell
1: yeah. It's deadly. He is m- deadly to and me. And I, I can't. Arrogant even. men. Arrogant men yeah. are my weakness. And you can't get much more arrogant than Aaron Warner. <laughs> you can't. You literally can't. And despite him being what, 5'9, apparently it says, he has BDE and if you know yeah. what that is you know then you know
0: and there's just i c- can't say anymore that i'm like against blondes it's not that i'm against blondes. i've just never really been for blondes, which with my track record doesn't hold true <laughs> but i excuse me i know I'm right here. i know and i keep finding myself in situations with all these blondes and i'm like damn it <laughs> It's like
1: me with cancers. Rowan Ro White, I swear, one. you guys just, like,
0: you were just corral around me. You were just to you and cancer. And I was like, is that what <laughs> no. we're getting into? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's you stupid July babies that just... That's true. You have a bunch of those in yeah. your life. June and July babies. The worst.
1: Also about Aaron, because I won't ever shut up about him. His banter with Juliet. Oh, it's so good. It's Weak so... Weak in the knees. Because Juliet is much stronger than I ever would be. She has her growth
0: throughout that whole series is so phenomenal. You want to talk about
1: getting confident? How are you going to have Aaron Warner in your face talking about how you don't want to touch me and then not, I mean like I get it. You're stubborn. Amazing. That's like the main ingredient for any dystopian female, regardless of (laughs) stature. Like you're going to be stubborn. Right. So I just literally I'm about to reread these books now because talking about it is making me like itchy. I
0: forgot about <sighs> itchy. <laughs> I'm itching to like grab the bugs. girl's got a rash, <laughs> but you could. There's a cream for that. Aaron's probably got it. uh Listen. And so something that really drew me into. I love how I'm like power stands right now. <laughs> juliet it's, energy <laughs> it's so digestible like the writing is super clear and that was something i worried about at the beginning when i thought it was really cliche but why that is but then enough happens that i wasn't ever super confused mm-hmm. like i find myself with a few other books like iron flame by Re- rebecca yaros right now there's a few points in it where i'm just what like why didn't that happen with who but the way Tara, um displays it projects it i don't know
1: you don't need a lot of characters to to get the point across yeah. of what's happening and Tahara decides like chooses her characters decidedly we only need this many people we don't need all of them and their parents and their like dogs and pets yeah to like make the story cohesive you can just reuse characters and have them have more development than just having you know, it's better to have two characters that are like the audience cares about them, they're in the story a lot, you understand everything about them, than 15 characters that just are like easy mm-hmm. disposable things. Yeah. That you're not going to remember the name of anyway. So Tahara does a great job of all of that.
0: She really does. Her characters
1: are lovable, like amazing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, um, our
0: next note is just Warner greatness But I feel like we've already
1: <laughs> I can continue Do we need another quote arc. I'm getting another quote right okay. now Hold on Um, What is your least favorite thing about Warner
0: My least favorite thing about Warner uh, You learn so much about him And why the way he is the way he is And it just makes sense because he was used as a weapon just as Juliet was.
1: True. Are you ready? Because I've already forgot about some things in this book that are coming back to me by just reading these. But Warner quote from October 1st of last year from this Twitter account called at Aaron Warnerbot. This girl is destroying me. The girl who spent the last year in an insane asylum. A girl who would try to shoot me dead for kissing her. A girl who ran off with another man just to get away from me. Of course, this is the girl I would fall for.
0: Typical. There is a novella from his point of view and would recommend. <laughs> and overall, the only books I ever didn't really love were the novellas from a point of view of something that already happened. Because mm. you meet another character that becomes Juliet's like BFF and love, love them. Mm-hmm. But then you get a point of view from them and I'm like, I don't care at all. <laughs> and they give us another one of his point of view and i'm like i don't care at all Mm -hmm. but otherwise the books are all so solid to me Mm -hmm. and can stand Mm -hmm. on their own i would say the first three more so can stand on their own triumphantly and then the last three need each other but together
1: Mm, interesting interesting yeah i like i like the growth that happens in the first three books i would agree with that like you need that progression. Mm-hmm. And I think if it was originally going to be seen as a six part series, or like that was her original intention that there were going to be three or six main books, I feel like things would have happened at different times. But I kind yeah. of like the fact that it's like two trilogies put together.
0: Yeah. It makes it a nice little bow.
1: <laughs> so. On top of this review, series review, a little bookmarked, um, we also are going to rank the book out of our regular five stars, and we're going to kind of keep track of all the series that we review and how well they are, how well we've received them, I guess, what our reviews are.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't actually know. I kind of just blacked out, so. Like, out of five stars, what do we think? And for me, I think I give overall the whole series a solid 4.2 stars. 4.2? Yeah. That's pretty good. Because even though I had a few issues with some of the major things, it wasn't enough for me to dislike that book or that part. And overall, it's a phenomenal series.
1: I would say... I would rank this series like a 4.4, 4, honestly.
0: Word. It We're is, right there.
1: It is. I would reread it the characters. right now. Like without, a, with a drop of the hat, I would reread them if I yeah. had the time. I would, I like remember the characters, even though it's been almost a full year mm-hmm. with me not reading the book, which is a huge accomplishment considering yeah. I have the memory of a goldfish.
0: Um, That's me, but yeah great character development a plot that kind of blows your mind over and over
1: yeah like I felt like I was continuously surprised and Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's super common for a young adult series and also it's not it's young adult but it's not childish nothing about that book is childish and I appreciate that as a huge young adult book fan does that persuade you to read it are you just here because you're like wow that's they have a lot of opinions about a book I read when I was like six or in sixth grade. Six? <laughs> Maybe not six, but in sixth Damn. grade. Um, we loved the series and we wanted to share our excitement with you.
0: Do, 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 this just in. What are we reading right now? So... A slight disclaimer, we do film these a little ahead of time, so this might not be the most up-to-date, but it's still pretty on it for timing. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what are you reading right now? I'm reading 1984. Oh, yeah. Um, by George Orwell. Yep. And I have been loving it. I've been really scared to read classics. I've talked about this before, um, but I'm really learning how to... Sorry. <laughs> trace is posing with shatter me um it's it's been a good experience and my partner said that if i finish 1984 in january he'll do a buddy read with me and despite my partner being a english major he's not a reader so this will be a great thing for me to get him to do so i'm rushing through it and loving every minute of it in
0: 1984 i knew you'd love it's dystopian i yeah and i'm I a huge dystopian fan i can't believe it's been this long because yeah. i read it in high school it's book. just really daunting it's a cool so. book yeah i get that i really like it though so far how about you um i am currently reading iron flame really shocker <laughs> i am like in the midst i'm in like the last 200 pages and it's it's a book it's good it's solid i don't know there are some things so that I'm insightful like, it's a book <laughs> i don't like love it as much as i did when i read fourth ring for the first time it's still good entertaining keeping me hooked i'm enjoying it there's some things that i'm like Ugh. it kind of reads like a modern romance and dystopian but it's fantasy so i think it's a good series for people getting into fantasy it's a little smuttier than most people prefer i would imagine and some of it, I feel, is unnecessary. But overall, <laughs> it's like a solid. It's like a three out of five for me right now. Hmm. I am kind of devouring it. It's it's an easy read. I'll give the it that. The more Teresa talks to me about it, the less I want to read
1: it. It's <laughs> but like, it's also like I'm what, I'm not a hater at my core. But God, you got to be a specific book to get yeah, me to read it. Yeah, she kind that. of is a hater,
0: though. I I don't think you would like it because we already talked about how you think dragons can be easily cliche, and I don't think it's enough dystopian for you, but it does read like a dystopian because it really, I just, it reminds me so much of Divergent the whole time I'm reading it. See,
1: and I didn't read Divergent, and I didn't like the movies. And
0: Harry Potter, weirdly, is what I compare to in my brain. Just like the schooling wise, I don't know. So it compares to enough of things that I've loved that I think that's why.
1: You have like a nostalgia to it.
0: And there's enough drama like petty drama that i kind of eat up so (laughs) i'm okay with it but i've heard it ends on a cliffhanger so that's exciting so much to look forward to and i don't know when the next one comes out i do think it's just it kind of feels like a second book and a third book mixed together like this could have been a trilogy Mm. from fourth wing to iron flame but i like that it's not but that i also am a little confused on how it was released so fast yeah i know there are some things about the release of this book that i think put a bad taste in my mouth for it but overall it's all right enjoyable i'm yeah. glad you think so
1: yeah i'm glad you're enjoying well, she did stay up until 3 a.m reading it so um, yeah yeah i would assume good and we also spent the majority of the morning just sitting down reading books
0: in each other's company yeah so <laughs> cheers for that um. So you could read those two books, or you should read Shatter Me by Tahereh Mafi.
1: <laughs> Definitely a good winter read in my. Oh opinion. my gosh! Yeah, it this is, is like
0: the perfect time to read it. Yeah.
1: So if you're not doing anything and sitting freezing in your household like I am because my car won't start, um, <laughs> a great series to pick up. Really, it is. We hope you enjoyed this
0: episode of Last Two Pages. We'll see you on the next page. <laughs>